many are getting rich, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kodipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, please, you can resume your seat. I want you to celebrate our father, Reverend Ebenezer Konipa, with me. Hallelujah. We have some testimonies in the house, and I would want to read them to you. And I would ask that as I'm reading them, whether you've heard, maybe you've heard them before, but I would want you to, whatever you desire from the Lord, you make your faith alive. Hallelujah so that you can receive. There will be a miracle for you this evening. Hallelujah. The first one says that um, eye condition healed. Okay? And this is coming from our sister Victoria Owusu-Ansa. She said, I've had eye problems for a while now. As the year progressed, my condition grew worse and I couldn't even look at the light. On Sunday, on the 8th of January, when I attended the first edition of three encounters with prophetic power during miracle service, my eyes were throbbing badly. So she was still in pain. And she says that fortunately for me, Reverend Ebenezer Konipa asked to pray for all who, who, all who were trusting God for healing. And I jumped to the front of the auditorium. The man of God told me to look at some of the lights in the auditorium. But I couldn't watch any because it was painful. I mean, she was still experiencing pain in her eyes. Then, he, then she said he later placed his hands on my eyes and prayed for me. He asked me afterwards to look at the light again. And glory to God, I did so effortlessly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. She said, at that moment, the pain vanished. Hallelujah. And she's saying over here, she says she's so happy. And she wants to say a thank you to Reverend Okonipa for being a vessel for her healing. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and celebrate the Lord. We have two testimonies here from our sister Deborah Quay. The first one says that, one night, um, I was sleeping on my bed. I stretched forth my legs to change my sleeping position. Then, unfortunately, a sudden pain, I felt a sudden sharp pain in my left knee. Okay? He said, um, it, 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 made it, be, it, it made it impossible for me to, to flex the knee any further. So she was in pain and she couldn't flex the knee any further. He said, the pain became on and off for three long weeks, accompanied by itches on the affected area. But on Sunday, 22nd January, okay, then the pain became so severe that walking properly became problematic. In the evening of that Sunday, I went to see Reverend Ebenezer Konipa for prayers after the close of miracle service. The man of God prayed for me after I explained my condition to him. He asked me to stamp my foot on the ground several times. He said, as I did, I felt the pain. The prophet of God commanded healing in the name of Jesus. 
Then she said, I checked my knee again and realized that my, my, and, and realized to my joy that the pain together with all the itches and discomfort had appeared. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord for this testimony. It's an amazing testimony. Hallelujah. The second one says that, um, from our sister Deborah Quay, she says that all praise to the God of Overcomers Nations Church. I never knew God could surprise me this way. He said, sometime last year, Reverend Ebenezer Konipa gave me a word of prophecy concerning my education and that I will continue my education. That, that was what the word of prophecy said. Okay. And he said, holding on to this prophecy, I bought an um, Accra Technical University form and applied when admissions were opened. Months after I attended in my application, some friends had received notice of admission, whilst I had not. Upon following up at the school, some officials told me that my grades were poor, that I couldn't be accepted into the university. Hallelujah. I told Papa about it, and he encouraged me to keep believing God, because God had spoken. Although difficult, I kept holding on in faith about continuing my education. Then she said, on day one of our fasting and prayers, I was going about my usual duties when I heard an, an, an alert on my phone. Thinking it was a customer who had sent me money, I ignored the text until I got back to the office. To my surprise, when I checked the message, it was my admission notice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The, the same institution that told me I didn't qualify because my grades were poor had sent me a message that I had been admitted. No wonder our Father Reverend keeps telling us, Reverend Ebenezer Konepa keeps telling us that grace supersedes, grace supersedes grace. I'm forever grateful to God for this testimony. Hallelujah. And I want to thank God and, I, and she says that she thanks Reverend Ebenezer Konepa for being a father and a prophet over her life. I want you to celebrate God for these wonderful testimonies in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody keep clapping and celebrating the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is good and He's mighty. Father, we give you all the praise. Why don't you just talk to the Lord and just begin to honor the name of the Lord? Lord, we give you praise.
Just begin to bless God right now. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Mashaka Bradi Laba Dolobosha. Mamdelebebe Kabala Babasha. Ipala Baba 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 Basha Balaba Babasha. Ikabala Baba 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 Baba. Mashabala Baba Baba. Lord, you are too faithful. Lord, you are too faithful. Mashabala Baba Baba Baba. Ipala Baba 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 Baba. Lift up your voice, they're gonna bless the Lord, they're gonna magnify the Lord, they're gonna touch the heart of God with tongues, Shadabashikete, Ella Dobredeka, Abidian Salabigoria Dasha, Imam Telebekotasha, Ekavala Badabatasha, Abiana, 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 Rakatolo Babosha, Ia Badadadadadadosh, Epadadadadadosh, Oh, we give you praise. Oh, we give you glory. Thank you, precious Father. Amen. There is none like unto you. Yes, Lord. From the rising of the sun to the setting down of the same, you alone you are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. And today our gathering is unto you. Amen. We are here to learn from you. Speak to us. Teach us your word. Teach us your ways. Let us see your glory. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I said praise the Lord. Are we in church tonight? I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, today you have no excuse. But our fasting is finished. So, if you are hungry, it is on you. Hallelujah. I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Ah, now you are doing it. Give the Lord a triumphant shout. A victorious shout. 
a winning shout in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. We give him all the glory. The Bible said that Moses knew the ways of God, but the children of Israel, they knew the acts of God. And that was the reason for disparity between their relationship. The relationship of Moses with God was different from the relationship of God with his people or the children of Israel. Why? Because the children of Israel knew the acts of God. There is a dimension of God you can never know when your focus and your concentration is on the acts of God, on the hand of God and not on the heart of God. That is why the Bible says that Christ is unto us the power of God and is also the wisdom of God. The power of God and the wisdom of God. The power of God and the wisdom of God. So the Bible says, and the Greeks, uh, the Jews were looking for a sign. And so unto them, God or Jesus was the power of God. The Greeks were looking for wisdom, and he was the wisdom of God. But you see, you cannot have a full understanding and a full relationship with God unless the two are mixed together. We have just come back, uh, we have just ended a time of power where we have been praying, and there's been a lot of prayer, a lot of ministrations. We have received impartations of the power of God. But for the power to be sustained, we need the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. We need the wisdom of God to be functional in our lives. Lift up your right hand. Say, my father, my father. My father, my father. Tonight, tonight as I lift up my voice, as I lift up my voice in prayer, Prayer. Open up my spirit. Open up my spirit. Grant me insight. Grant me insight into, your word. into your word. Say, Father, Father fill, me fill me with the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom that, I will understand that I will understand your word. Your word. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, Father, Father I, declare I declare my heart is open. My, heart is open. my, mind, is ready my mind is ready to receive with humility, receive with humility your, word your word that can change my life, that can, that my can, life. Save, my that can save my soul. Tonight, Tonight I'll, be blessed. I'll be blessed. I'll be imparted. I'll be, imparted. I'll be elevated. By the power of your word, word. I declare declare my life life will never be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Somebody give a clap of rent to the Lord. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We are here to receive from you, to learn from your word, and to learn from your spirit. I pray, precious Holy Ghost, fill this atmosphere, touch this list of clay. Let me minister oracles, I'll bring a blessing to your children. Right now, I take authority over the atmosphere. I decree and I declare that no work of the enemy in this atmosphere shall prevail. Amen. I declare that the heavens are open. Amen. I declare that demonic operations are brought to an end. Amen. They cease now. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Anything that will fight your children from receiving the inheritance of blessing, yes, I declare it is defeated already. Amen. It is defeated already. Amen. It is defeated already. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Precious Holy Spirit, fill this atmosphere with your counsel. Let your wisdom prevail. Guide us into the depth of your word and let our lives never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name, let your amen sound like thunder. Amen. Oh, I said, let your amen sound like thunder. Hallelujah. God bless you. Can you take your seat in the presence of God? Hallelujah. Last Sunday, by the special grace of God, I shared on the subject how to get God's attention. How to get God's attention. And it is important as children of God that we realize that there are ways by which we can get the mind of God towards us. 
there are ways by which we can get God to be set up in our direction. Look, God is available for all of his children, but he doesn't seem to manifest for everybody. It is a manifestation that brings our testimony. When there's no manifestation in your life, there's no testimony. You can only have a message. You don't have an experience. The scriptures have said that once as the Lord spoken twice have I heard that all power belongs to God. And myself and certain other Bible scholars believe that in the interpretation of that scripture, the first time that you hear from God is the message that you hear about God. The message of his power, the message of his glory. But the second time you hear the word of you hear from God is your own experience. Well, now your experience is the message of God. The message, what you have experienced tells you that indeed God is living. God is powerful. God is existent. His word is ever true. His word is ever faithful. You can hear a message that our God is faithful. That is the first sound. That is the first experience, first knowledge you have with God. But when you experience God, when you experience God, you hear that second time in your experience with him. That all power truly does belong to God. All power truly does belong to God. And so without manifestation, your second hearing is, 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 is not real. Uh, Job said that I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes have seen. In other words, he was now in a new dimension, a new realm of experience with God. Said that it wasn't just what he had been told by his parents. It wasn't just what he had been told by his tutors. It wasn't just what he had been told by the books that he had read. But now his own experience of God had taught him that God, who God was, uh, the realm God exists in. And so his experience showed him who God was. He said, I heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes have seen. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. May you experience the reality of God. May you see God for yourself. May you experience God for yourself. May your knowledge of God not just be based on what other people are saying and other people's testimonies. May you have your own testimony in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And for you to walk in that realm, you need to learn how to attract the attention of God, attract the hand of God, attract the power of God to work in your life. And this is where many Christians, many of God's children are found wanting. Because yes, we have experienced God. We heard about Jesus Christ, the gospel of our salvation, and we believe and we give our hearts to him. But when we look into our lives, it has become like it is one stress and one struggle after the other. Every time is as though we are struggling to be healed, struggling to be delivered, struggling to have peace of mind, struggling to have food to eat, struggling to prosper. It's as though everything that we hear about God is like ah, what they said in the scriptures. Ah, where are the testimonies ah, that our fathers spoke about? Where are the miracles that our fathers experienced? Ah, is it the same God who manifested to our fathers in the days of Moses? Ah, where is the God of our fathers? But God doesn't want to just be a message to us. He wants to be an experience to us. And so we need to learn how to relate with him in accordance to his word so that we can experience God on a daily basis. 
Moses, if Moses could experience God on a daily basis, then you and I cannot experience him on a daily basis. So I started sharing with you on how to get the attention of God. I shared on various areas, various things that the Lord laid on my heart. That if you want to get the attention of God, number one, you need to have faith. You need to have faith. Number two, you need to have a life of prayer where you can fellowship with God. Number three, I said you need to learn how to worship. You need how to engage in true worship. Many of God's children don't know how to worship. We only worship when we come to the house of God. We only, and even that one, in some cases, we even come early. So miss the main session where we are doing, uh, we are singing songs of worship and lifting up our hands to God. Except maybe there's an, another one. We may not experience that. And on our own, we are not able to lift up holy hands. How many of us go on our knees and then we lift up our hands every day? And then we are saying that, Lord, I acknowledge you as my God. Oh, early will I seek you. In a dry and a barren land, I long for you. And how many of us have that kind of experience where every single day we can relate with God at that level? But that is how every Christian life is supposed to be lived. It is not just about attending services, but it's about having a private personal relationship with God where you can encounter Him on your own. Number four, how do you get attention of God? I spoke about serving God with fear and reverence. Getting engaged in the, in the act of kingdom service. Getting involved in service of God. And then I spoke about covenant practice givings where I mentioned first fruit and titan as very paramount if we are going to get the attention of God because they involve a lot of sacrifice. I also spoke about engaging in kingdom projects so that your name can be etched in the record books of heaven as people who invested into the kingdom of God. And then I gave you another point. It was a pack message so I have to remind you of the points. Because if I start asking, do you remember? Do you remember? I don't want to be disappointed. So I am doing my own snippet over here. Hallelujah. And then I spoke about sacrificial living. Living a life where you are ready even to die for God. People who have a heart where it is not just about what they can get from God, but how they can give themselves for God. God's mind and heart is always on them. God's mind and heart is always on them. Oh, Jesus is seated at the right hand of power, but for Stephen, a man who was ready to die for even the message that he was preaching, Jesus stood up. He said, I beheld the Lord, and he was standing at the right hand of God. Listen, if you are ready to live a life of sacrifice, you command the attention of heaven. I also spoke about how you, uh, you, uh, you command the attention of God, or you draw the attention of God by honoring his messengers. When you recognize a messenger of God, according to God, you have recognized him. Many people don't know. They think that, oh, the messengers of God are separate and God is separate. But listen to me. God is so jealous of his messengers that he does not divorce himself from them. Sometimes in the bit of being religious, we want to crucify men of God. And then we say that, oh, there is God and then there is his messengers. So his messengers are men. So uh, God's integrity, listen to me. God is not... Sometimes people think that God is so afraid of protecting his reputation so that he's ready to push his children under the bus just for him, him to have a good name before people. But listen, God owes nobody. God has not owed anybody any explanation. If you think he has not given you enough evidence to prove that he is existing, it's up to you. On that day you meet him and you know whether the evidence was enough or not. Are, we understand, are you understanding me? God does not divorce himself from his messengers. God does not divorce himself from his messengers. 
Look at even when Saul died. Look at how David wept over Saul. Because even though God's heart was not with Saul, you see, the Bible says that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. When God has chosen you, He will never leave you. He will never leave you. And that is why in the New Testament, that revelation is given to us. In the Old Testament, they have experiences where they say, oh, God left him, God left him. You see, the Old Testament is in types and shadows. So when the Bible says something in the Old Testament, you need to interpret it in the light of the New Testament. And the New Testament, he said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. No matter how bad you may think you are. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Once I have chosen to be with you, I'm committed to you for good. I'm committed to you for God. I'm committed to you for God. Hallelujah. So God is not leaving you anytime soon. I said God is not leaving you anytime soon. I said God is not leaving you anytime soon. Hallelujah. And that understanding is supposed to give us encouragement, joy, and hope. Hallelujah. So when you acknowledge a servant of God and you honor a servant of God, God sees it as honoring him. And then I spoke about sacrificial offerings or sacrificial givings, especially in time of trouble, when you need an instant intervention, you need God to come through for you. You learn how to give sacrificially. And then finally I spoke about holiness. Holiness, living a life of uprightness, in fact, living a life where you, you can testify that I, I'm upright before the Lord. Glory to Jesus. When you do these things, you can live in the daily attention of God. Why? Because you are doing the things that are on his heart. Today, I want to give you a message which is similar to that one. Because that's what the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart to share with you today. I wanted to share with you on something different. But as I was praying, this message started coming. The points started dropping in my spirit. And then I, 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 I want to share it with you. And basically, it's becoming relevant with God. Becoming relevant with God. Becoming relevant with God. The word relevance means, uh, I checked some dictionary meanings of the word relevance. It's actually the noun of the, of the, of the verb to be relevant, to be relevant. So relevance is a noun. And it means the quality or state of being closely connected or appropriate. Being closely connected or appropriate or practically relatable. Where you are close to something. The relevance also means being important to the matter at hand. When there's a situation, your, your, your involvement or your, your participation in that situation, what is your level of importance? What is your level of importance? So, for instance, let's take it as we are at an establishment, as a church. There are people who are very relevant to us. Who are so important to our operations that others, if they are not there, everything still goes on. There are others, if you take them out, you realize that everything just begins to go haywire. So, your relevance is your level of importance to the matter at hand. And in this case, the matter at hand is is with God. How important are you to God? How important are you to God? When God is making his considerations, when God is thinking about things that he wants to do, people that he wants to bless, people that he has on his heart and on his mind, how important are you? Last Sunday I showed you the difference between the word value and importance. You can be valuable but not be important. Value means you may be expensive, but importance is talking about worth, your, va- in, in, in ter- your value in terms of how, 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 how unwilling we are to do without you. So, you can have a very expensive shoe, but it may not be as valuable as the phone that you have in your hand, because there's so much you do with your phone. 
Even though the phone may just be a China phone, you know what you are able to do with it. Are you understanding me? So, you need what God wants us to grow in is an importance. We value, we are all the same value. We are bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. All of us over here, there's nobody who is a more expensive Christian than the other. Why? All of us were bought by the precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But for our importance, we are different. And you can, what you do can affect how important you are to God can affect how important you are to God. And I shared with you several instances in the scriptures where different people had different importance to God. This time we are talking about relevance. And it's an upgrade of the subject of importance. When is, is God unwilling to do without you? How much are you a part of God's plan when he's making his considerations? How much is the heart of God driven towards you? And this is of vital importance. The word relevance can also means to be pertinent or to matter. How much do you matter to God? There are those who matter and those who don't matter. Listen, you can lose your relevance with God. That is why it's important we understand some of these things. Even among the disciples of Jesus Christ, not everybody was of equal relevance. The Bible tells us about the followers of Jesus. Among those who followed, there were what the Bible described as the multitude. All of them were following him. I dare say Jesus did not know even 10% of their names. There were so many around him. All of them were, were connected to Jesus by way of followership, but by way of relevance. When Jesus wants to go somewhere to go and eat, he will not call every one of them. He will not call every one of them. If he wants to go somewhere to go and minister to somebody's daughter, he will not call every one of them. If he wants to go to a secret place of prayer, it is not every one of them that he will call. So out of the multitudes, there were those who the Bible called the disciples of Jesus Christ. Apart from everybody, some came to see what can happen. Some were just following the fun, but were those who were the disciples of Jesus. The Bible tells us that when Jesus uh, 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 said that uh, you have to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, they scattered. So there were disciples, those were his disciples, even though, even, even them, look at, at a certain point they scattered. So even there are followers. And then there are disciples. And out of the disciples, there were those who he, whom he could send. So there were 72. In some versions they say 70. So this is a, another dimension of relevance. And beyond the 72, there were the 12 whom he named as apostles. These ones he carried him, with him everywhere. So all of these things are talking about different strata of relevance with God. Now even among the apostles, there were the three. Whom you go to his secret places of prayer with him. I don't know whether there's somebody over here. When God is considering a secret, he cannot consider without you. He said, how can I hide this matter from Abraham, my friend? My God. God was on an agenda and he felt duty bound. I have today, I went somewhere, uh, I, I visited our, our, uh, our, our regulators, pharmacy council, those who regulate the pharmacists in Ghana. When I went there, there were several people in several offices, but there were some who I, I know personally. And I, 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 even though I was in a hurry because I wanted to come back and come and pray and prepare for service, I could not live without greeting them. I could not live without going to see to them. Even though somebody else had engaged me, at the end of the day, I told the person, I've got to go and see some people. Why? These people were relevant to me. There was a relationship. I knew if they heard that I had 
been around and I, I, I didn't pass, I didn't pass by or check on them. They will have some, they will think some way. And what they thought matters to me. What they thought matters. He said, I cannot hide this matter from Abraham because he's my friend. So you angels, go ahead. God was ready to delay his schedule because of one man. Somebody, you need to understand something over here. Not everybody is relevant like that too. Not everybody is relevant like that. So you need to build your relevance before God. So that he can share secret, intimate things with you. And did you know even the out of the inner circle of three, the Bible said concerning one, the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Out of the three, there was the one. Out of the three, there was the one. Telling you that even with Jesus and his close companions, not all of them were enjoying the same level of relevance. Now, why, different, why do different people have varying relevance before God? Number one, listen to me. And this is where most people get it wrong. They think that God is just a mere force that we relate with. No, God is a person and he has his own interests attached. Your relevance to me is as a result of the level of interest. Listen, when I got to uh, the council, I was going to submit a certain document, and then uh, I met one, uh, uh, one of the, my friends whom I was talking about. As soon as he saw me, he said, oh, Reverend, how are you? I said, yeah, we exchanged pleasantries. He saw the form in my hand. Immediately he took it, and there was a queue of uh, more than 20 people. Oh, overtaken anointing straight to where I was going to. And he went and he gave even an instruction. <laughs> because I, I, not only was I just going to submit my document, I had also made a mistake. And so the mistake meant that I needed to pay some penalty to the extent I would lose uh, some amount of about 800 Ghana cities. And if I recover it, I will only be able to recover it next year. Can you imagine? By that time, dollar is not doing. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. But he went and he gave an instruction that whatever you must do to sort this man out, sort it. And he left. Why? All those who were over there, none of them were relevant to him, except when I appeared. Except when I appeared. Listen, relevance is important. In this life, you need to grow in relevance. Everywhere you go, even apart from talking about Christianity or being about church or about God, anywhere you go, your relevance must grow. Your relevance must grow. Uh, you know, even sometimes, even the way, uh, let, let me tell you the truth. Uh, even as men of God, it's not everybody that relates with at a certain level of relevance. There are certain people who are pers- have become personal to us. Have become personal to us because they have invested in themselves or they have invested in us. They have connected to us in a particular way. Last year, somebody, I was very busy about something. I had a very important program to attend. And then somebody who was very relevant to me, who was very relevant to me, also had a program. The program that I had scheduled had been scheduled ahead of time. But I thought about it. I said, no. That thing this person does for me, nobody has ever done for me. I cannot afford to miss this occasion for this person. So the person even thought I wouldn't come. I appeared. I appeared. Why? Relevance. 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 And I wouldn't do that for everybody. There are some I will do it for, and there are some I will not do it for. Ah, pastor, you are partial. You too, you are partial. <laughs> amen and amen. Because you are calling me partial. You too, you are partial to somebody uh, uh, before you even came here. Amen and amen. I said amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Some of you, you, you treat the Uber driver different from the meat. The drug from meat. Are you also not partial? I said, are you also not partial? 
Amen and amen. So, I just want you to understand that there are facts about life. And in the spirit, they also matter. Let me move on because I have a, a few things to share with you today. So, why is we having different levels of relevance? Because God is a person. And so, he has the things that are of interest to him. And so, if you are aligning with his interests, you become more relevant. Philippians chapter number 2, the verse number 21. Paul said that for all seek their own, not the things of Jesus Christ. Let me read the same scripture from the Amplified Version. It will make more sense over here. So for the others all seek to advance their own interests. Everybody has an interest. You are seated over here. Some of, some of you, the reason you are here is because of your personal interests. Something that you are looking for from the Lord. Ever since I started ministry, I realized that not everybody here who comes to the house of God loves the man of God or loves God. Many people come to the house of God are coming because they have their own personal interests. Something that they are looking for. Sometimes it's so bad that even when the preaching or the teaching of the word is ongoing, they switch off and they are waiting for the ministration. And if you say, Hi, Professor, I reach me, Lord. They are here for their own personal interests. They are not here to really hear what God has to tell them. What God wants them to, how God wants them to live their lives. They want to live their lives one way and come and take the things of God and go and use to live their lives. I'm not sure they came to church today. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So, Paul tells us that for all the others, they seek their own interests. Not those of Jesus Christ the Messiah. Meaning Jesus Christ the Messiah also has interests. There are things that God has interest in. Can I ask you a question? The way you are living your life and the things that you are pursuing, are they of interest to God? Are they in the line of the interests of God? Or is it just your own personal interests? Or is it just in your own personal interest? Think about it. Number two, why are different people having different relevance with God? It's because God is a businessman. God is a businessman. Jesus said that, why were you looking for me at that young age of 12 years? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Luke chapter 2 verse 49. God has a business. And, and, every, and, and the definition of business is at some, at, uh, an engagement for profits. So you engage because you are looking for a return. So if God is engaged in a business, he's interested in his returns. It is not just about wasting his time, wasting his resources, wasting his efforts. There are returns that he's looking for. So in the parables of Jesus, you see him talking about talents. And he describes God as a mighty man, a wealthy man, a great man, a rich man. And all, of, all the time, in the various instances of the parable of ta- talents. You know, the parable of talents, he told this in different settings. And so the story is different in different places. It's not the same story. Men are probably was preaching in another town or somewhere else. You know, like the way I'm preaching at this same message. I can go and preach in another church and the words will be different. Are you understanding me? So it's not that the Bible is inconsistent. Let us understand reality of life and literature. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, but in all the instances, you realize that the master or the great man was looking for a prophet. So God is interested in business. And the business of God is the kingdom. He has a kingdom that he has established and he wants the kingdom to dominate in the affairs of life. He wants his kingdom to stand out. He wants his kingdom to prevail. So he's a businessman. He's a businessman. He invests and he expects returns. If you are not bringing him returns, why should he waste his time on you? Did he not say that he would would give what is precious to swine? Come on, think about it. If you have some beautiful pearls, golden, gold pearls, diamond pearls, and 
some pigs dirty in a mud. We say, oh, pigs are the creatures of God. So they too, they deserve, they deserve, no, no, they don't, they are not to be eaten as pork. They deserve your jewels. They deserve your 200 CD notes. And come on, will we do that? Come on, we'll do that. Yes, because these ones, they waste it. They will destroy it. They will chew up the money. The value of the money will be wasted because you are giving them to wasted people or wasted creatures. Amen and amen. So he invests and he expects a return. He invests and he expects a return. So what return is God going to get from your life? What return is God getting? The returns that you present. Oh, come on. Is it having to realize? You see, the basis of award schemes in companies is based on how profitable the workers are. You don't just say, oh, look at this, this the most beautiful girl in the, in the company, so come and let us buy a TV and then a deep freezer for her. And award. The most no, no, no. I've not had any serious company doing that. It's beauty pageants and stuff that even they cry. Now, they ask, they ask relevant questions to know the investment in your brain and how much you want to impact this world. Amen and amen. It's not just come and share, share things. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's not, and now, it, oh, it, it, now it's not just about the catwalks. You understand me? Because now they have mastered catwalks. The number, those days, the number of ladies who do catwalk were few. But now, too, what are you talking about? There are different levels, dimensions, shapes, sizes, forms, and directions. What are you talking about? Amen and amen. So now they have moved from the catwalk to what is your brain. brain so it's now brain walk. Hallelujah. What they ask you to share a vision, a project, something that you, if you win, you want to do. And they see how much the value is going, to have, uh, is going to have in this world. Are we understanding me? Please, let's listen. Let, let's understand the way the world is operating now. Your value is, determ- is determined by how much you are going to bring into this world. Don't, they said, don't ask what will my country do for me. Ask what will I do for my country. What has my country done for me? Ask what I have done for my country. It is something that is real everywhere. Don't say, what will the kingdom do for me? What will I do for the kingdom? There's a point it comes to where you are not just worried about what God will do for you, but what are you doing for God? If you don't get to that point quickly, your value to God will root, even though you have a powerful prophecy on your life. A prophecy in your life does not mean that you have weight with God. Weight with God is talking about investments. It's talking about investment. Investment in the glory. Investment in the, in, the, in, the, in the grace that is upon your life. So how do you increase your investment? Or how do you increase your relevance? I'm just going to share a few points with you. Number one, be filled with the word of God. Be filled with the word of God. The amount of God's word in you will determine how relevant you are to God. Because, you see, God wants to talk to people who can speak his language. The language of God is his word. So, how much of God's word do you have in you? In fact, this point can, uh, everything else that I'm going to share with you can be generated out of this, uh, this point. When you have God's word in you, you pray. When you have God's word in you, you evangelize. When you have God's word in you, you do the will of God. When you have God's word in you, you'll be filled with the Spirit. So how much of God's word do you have in you? You need to work on increasing your word content, your word value. How much of the word of God do you know? The more of God's word you know, the more of God's mind you know. 
God's mind is his word. God's mind is his word. So when you know his mind and you are living by his mind, you become more relevant in his plans and his thoughts. Are we together? If you want to be, uh, let's say, um, one, one of the things I'm the, I tell the leaders is that you need to learn to catch the, if you are going to be relevant in Overcomers Nation Church, you need to catch the vision of Overcomers Nation Church. If you don't catch the vision of Overcomers Nation Church, and you go and catch the vision of Winners Chapel Ghana, or, or uh, Empowerment uh, Deliverance uh, Ministries, and then you, you have caught that vision, and then you come to Overcomers Nation, we have a different vision. And now you are trying to use the, the vision that you have, you, have, you, have, you have caught over there and trying to apply it over here. Will it work? It will work. Square pairs in round holes. Square pairs in round holes. So you need to catch the vision. How do you catch the vision? Listen to our messages. Listen to what God has told us that we are telling the world. Let that become your reality. Let that become what you live for, what you live by. Then before long, you realize that now you are also manifesting the same grace that is upon the ministry. But if you are carrying another vision, you, it means that you have another word. Similarly, God wants people who are filled with His word. Colossians chapter 3 verse 6, and look at what the apostle says. He said that be filled with the word of God. He said that be filled with the word of God. He said let the word of Christ dwell in you, richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. He said let the word of Christ, let the word of Christ, the quality and the material of God is in his word. The, in, in the study of magnetism, magnets are only able to attract a material that has the qualities of the magnets in them. So if you carry God's word, then you will be able to attract God. Look at what Jesus said. He said that the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. So there's no synchronization between me and the devil. Why? Because he has nothing in me. That means that if the devil has something of God in him, there would have been an attraction. Why are we attracting the devil a lot of times? Let's check our heart. Maybe we are harboring some things that are similar to his ways of doing things. Why is that always under attack? Why is that always a, No, no. Just check. Maybe you have left some open doors. Not maybe. In fact, it's, almost, it's 100% true. Because the devil always needs access. That's why it says that do not give a foothold to the devil. Do not give a foothold to the devil. So sometimes you need to just go back and go and do a self-reflection. And really ask the Lord, that Lord, search me and know me. Try me. Know my thoughts. If there be anything in my heart, reveal to me. But some are too proud. I'm perfect. I'm mature. I was talking to one, uh, 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 one powerful uh, child of God the other day. And I said, oh, you are mature. And the person was like, ah. Because the person thought that <laughs> maturity had been attained already. No, no, no. We are all maturing. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, we need to be able to open our hearts. Fill our hearts with the word of God. When we are filled with the word of God, we speak the language of God. We speak the quality of God. We do things according to his word. Look at what, look at what Job said. You see, it was the word of God in Job that made Job different. 
If not for the word that was in him, remember he said, I had heard of thee by the hearing of the ear. Meaning he was constantly hearing the word of God. Job said in uh, 23 verse 12 of his book, he said, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips, and I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I have treasured, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. What do you value the most? What do you value the most? Somebody who go through the day not reading the Bible is not worried, but comes to church and we are later, and the person gets angry. Why? The person has not eaten yet. I thought the person would have said, "Let me close early so that I can go and spend some three hours reading my Bible myself." But no, it's because the food is getting cold. And fufu mpdd, sorry, fufu kokonte mpdd. So the kokonte will just get spot if there's too much. Are you understanding me? So what do you value the most? I have treasured. Listen, when you get to a place where you have built God's word in you, no matter what happens to you, eventually you come out victorious. Eventually you come out victorious. No matter what challenge that you are going through, no matter the attacks, no matter the afflictions, he said a righteous man shall fall seven times, seven times shall he rise again. Why? The righteous man has God's word in him. You don't become righteous just by living a holy life. No, you become righteous by believing God's word. It's faith that makes a person righteous. So the righteous, the one who has believed God's word, has, is abiding in the word. Oh, Bashar Talabaya. That man before seven times, I will rise up again. Job rose again. Job rose again. David was different. Why? Because of the word of God. Look at what he said in Psalm 119 verse 97 to 100. He said, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Today, throughout the day, what have you been meditating on? Oh, what have you been meditating on? Brothers and sisters, what have you been meditating on? What have you been thinking about? Oh, now my money, my money, my money. How can I make some money? How can I make some money? Money, 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 money. It's not bad, but if that's the only thing you are meditating on, so my problem, my problem, my problem, oh my problem, 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 <laughs> Before you realize, you have become problem. <laughs> what are you meditating on? He said, "It is my meditation what all the day." And because of that, verse ninety-eight, he says, "You through your commandments have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me." Whether the enemies or his commandments, uh, I'm sure it's the commandments that are ever with him. <laughs> Hallelujah! But one way or the other, he's wiser than his enemies. Why? Through the word. Ninety-nine. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. One hundred. I understand more than the ancients. Even the elders cannot stand him. Why? Because he keeps the presence of the law. The word of God, the word of God, the word of God. So be filled with the word. You want to be relevant with God? How much word capacity do you have? How much of God's word do you have? God could not dissociate himself from Job. No matter what Job was going through, God could not leave him. Because this man was a well-invested man. And not invested in terms of physical properties, material things, but invested in the word of God. In the word of God. Do you know why you give up a lot? It's because you don't have a lot of God's word stored up in you. Your reserves are small. If you see somebody who is easily discouraged, that is somebody with a very low content of God's word. I go through a lot of things, but you will not see it on me. Why? I have built, I've laid his word up in my heart like bricks. I've laid up his word. So when I go through things and the devil squeezes me, word comes out. <laughs> 
word comes out. Somewhere, somehow, I find some reason to be encouraged. Why? A word from the Lord will pop up in my spirit. If you, are not, you have not laid up his word in your heart, you have not built your capacity. Oh, easily you get offended. Somebody does something and you'll be fuming for days, weeks, ash. You have your, your word content is small. Your word content is small. You have not built yourself in the word of God. And so you go and you'll be looking for miracles, but the miracles should have been inside you. The miracle should have been inside you. Build up your content of the word. Build up that word content. We've given a certain material for everybody to be able to read the Bible uh, in a year. Some of us don't even know where the sheets are. Some of us don't know where the sheets are. Please, I, I know. Glory to Jesus Christ. We don't even know where the sheets are. So one pastor, we almost asking, who has completed? It was, wasn't, were you not feeling ashamed that you are not part of those who raised your hand? Only one person in church raised up the hand that she had followed the Bible reading plan consistently and had completed the month of January. And you did not, you did not complete, but you did not feel anything. Tells you where your heart is. You know, you didn't feel bad. You should have felt bad. You shouldn't feel bad when somebody disgraces you. You should feel bad when you don't have God, you don't have time with the word for the word of God. Are we together? Are we together? Uh, there is no prophetic field. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Listen, if you don't let the word of God fill you, you live your whole life chasing things which you never get. Let it, get the word though. I'm telling you. Unfortunately, today I have a lot of other things to talk about. I could have continued on the word till the end of the service. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, number one, be filled with the word of God. Tell someone be filled with the word. Oh, the person didn't hear you. Be filled with the word. Do you know what the word to be filled means? It means filled to the brim. Filled to fullness. Are you full yet? Frank, are you full? Are you full of the word? If you are full of the word, you will know. It will bubble over. It will bubble up. It will come out. When you are faced with situations, it will come out. It will come out. When Get God's word. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. He said, I have treasured thy word. I have esteemed thy word more than my necessary food. Number two, be filled with the spirit of God. You want to be relevant with God? You need the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Look at what we have just experienced in the past 14 days. Fasting, praying, we've been filled with the Spirit of God. Some of us have had amazing encounters with the Spirit. But do you know the problem? Many Christians, after such a high intensity time of the Spirit, they just, after that, they just go and then they go eating and doing all the carnal things, watching movies, doing all the things that they were not doing before to get them high up in the Spirit. And at the end of the day, oh, the investment in the 14 days, the investment in the 14 days now looks as though nothing has happened. The problem was not the fasting. The problem was what you did after. What you did after. Did you hold on to the spiritual gifts, the spiritual investments that God had given you? How you felt you were the Holy Ghost Sunday, we were all here. How many of us felt the, and the power of God and the presence of God in the atmosphere? How many of us were filled with the Holy Ghost after you left here? You, you left you left it here. Uh, that's what it means. You left here. It doesn't mean you left it here. <laughs> but you should have been you should have taken it to the house. 
the Lord. That same presence that I felt in the church auditorium. I want to feel it right here in my room. Oh dear. Man, I know what I'm talking about. This thing is what has brought me to where I am. When I had an encounter with the Lord, I said I won't leave it at the church premises. I won't leave it on the mission's ground. Lord, I want you to become a resident. If it's a demon, I want you to become a resident demon. If the thing is, because it was working. The power was working. I was seeing visions. I was ministering to people. I was like, God, is this me? God has called me to like that. How can I come home? And then just come and pretend as though I have not encountered the Lord. So I decided to work. Started fasting. Started praying that, Lord, this thing must remain. This thing must remain. I could feel as though the anointing was lifting. I said, no, you are not going anywhere. Come back. Oh, before long. There's no place I step that I don't make an impact. But before then, oh, nobody even regarded me. I'm telling you, it's not funny. Nobody regarded me. I see when the anointing came and I ensured that it remained. I worked for it. I fasted. I prayed. I went at our every dawn, 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. I'm on my knees. 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. for days, for weeks, for months, every single day, every single day. I started working, so I was getting tired that you see me virtually crawling from the room, crawling from the room, and I'll crawl all the way to my mother's shop that was closed. And then I'll go and I'll be praying. Sometimes I'll fall asleep. You know what? 3 a.m. exactly, my eyes open, and I crawl back. <laughs> I wake up and I feel as though I've been in the presence of God for 10 hours. Be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. The verse number 17 and the verse number 18. It said, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine wherein there is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. The word filled means the same thing as I shared with you earlier. Be filled with the Spirit. There's a dimension of the Holy Ghost oh, that overflows. And that is where we need to learn to operate from. It's not just that, oh, I have the Holy Spirit in me. Can you, are, you, are you in that kind of fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Have you got to a place where it's awareness, where it's power, where you are walking in the sensation of his experience? Or it's just whenever we're having revival and then the hands are, are laid on us? Or when, no, 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 no. You see, when you do that, <laughs> when you do that, you put yourself in jeopardy. So that means that when there's nobody to activate the presence of God, you can never experience the power of God. You can never experience the power of God. Ah, look, there are times I'm praying on my own and my hands are shaking, vibrating with the power. Sometimes I can feel the power going in my legs. Sometimes I can feel the power going in my belly. And it's not a church program. I'm in my closet praying. I'm in my closet praying. And do you know what amazing thing? It was, it kept rejuvenating my body. That's why I don't look like I'm growing old. I'm a very old man. Amen and amen. His word, the spirit was working. And you can see the working showing. What are you talking about? I'll be young for life. Shagarabas, yes. Forever fresh. Forever sweet. Forever nice. Look nice. What are you talking about? <laughs> amen and amen. Oh, go and write it down. You see me 10 years from today. You say, ah, Papa is not changing, you know. If Jesus has not come, my God, 
But do I look like I'm changing? It's just probably the capacity and the ability and the temerity and the tenacity and of course the sagacity. <laughs> because I've been to the best university. <laughs> Somebody celebrate the Lord. <laughs> Give him a clap of friends. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, this filled with the Spirit. Is we must constantly desire to engage the power of the Holy Ghost. When we are filled with the Spirit, we are controlled by the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, the mature sons of God. Learn how to worship on your own. Learn how to do meditation. Meditate until you can feel the presence of God around you. Learn how to meditate on God's Word until you can feel that God has saturated your atmosphere. Learn how to pray fervently in tongues. Learn how to pray seven prayers on your own. It is not every kind of prayer that attracts the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Father, take care of me today. And let me see your goodness. Oh, guide me in Jesus' name. Such prayers don't attract the infilling of the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying they don't work. But I'm talking about uh, infilling of the Holy Ghost. Time, you know, I'll sh- maybe I'll get time and then I'll talk about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The infilling of the Holy Ghost. Rando, pashaleges. Rakabandi razo bradikatas. You get servant. You stir it up. You stir it when you every single day before you leave the house, stir up the power. When you leave, you are clothed with power. I told you you can be dressed in power, right? Until you are endued with power from on high. So you can stir it up. The infilling of the Holy Ghost. Number three, be filled with faith. You want to be relevant? Be filled with faith. Acts chapter six verse three. When they were choosing uh, deacons to help the apostles in their work, it is the instruction they gave them. It said, Therefore, brethren, seek out from amongst you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit, you see it over there, and wisdom whom you may appoint over his business. The Bible says in the verse number five, and the same pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. In verse number 8, And Stephen, full of faith and power, he did great wonders and signs among the people. Listen, the man's impact was not just because God had chosen him. He was filled with something. Full of faith. Filled with faith and power. And he did wonders and great signs among the people. And he was an ordinary deacon. He was just a deacon. He wasn't an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. He was a deacon. Listen, you can be an, a member without any title. Oh, nobody needs to tell you you have a mantle. But you manifest the power of the apostles. Learn how to build yourself. Listen, I never knew that God was going to call me into the ministry. I, all I desired was to know God and to manifest God. And to be an avenue by which Christ will be communicated to my world. I never knew that God was going to call me one day to be a preacher. I was just hungry to be a manifestation of God on the earth. And that has brought me where I am today. And I started seeing the manifestation of the power of God even before I ever received a prophecy that I hold a microphone and preach. So you need to desire that God will use you. And you need to be filled with faith. When you have faith, you can see like God. When you have faith, you can talk like God. When you have faith, you act like God. Look, there are only two two beings that all things are possible. Number one, to God, all things are possible. Nothing will be impossible to God. Luke 137. And the one who believes. Mark 9.23, listen to the words of the Master Jesus. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. When God has a man or a woman of faith, he does not need to come down. 
the story is told about Idahosa of blessed memory. How Idahosa had on the news that the witches of the world had decided to come to his, his hometown, Benin City, for their meeting that year. He said, what? In my city? Whilst I'm around? Never. So he also sent another news item and told them that, oh, the meeting has been cancelled. Now, there was a lot of contention. So you know these journalists already. So they said, I know we've got to settle this matter. Idahosa want you on set. The secretary of uh, the witches union, you also want to be on set. Oh, and so when he came, this asked the secretary of the witches union, and he opened his books, metaphysics, astrophysics, and everything, spiritual mechanics. And then he started saying, look, according to all of this, this is where we are going to have the meeting. This is the time we are going to have the meeting. Even God cannot come and cancel the meeting. It also said, oh, we don't need God in this matter. I am here. So God has no need to come down. I am here. He was a man filled with faith. Filled with faith. So he said, when it was his turn to speak, he picked his Bible open to the scriptures, which said, suffer not a witch to leave. He said, ah, I have only one question. My Bible said I should not allow a witch to leave. So I want to ask you a question. If you are, if you are a witch, if you answer, your answer is, I kill you right now. If not, we can continue the interview. He asked him, <laughs> Are you a witch? Secretary of the Witches Society of the of the universe. Are you a witch? He said, No, I'm not a witch. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who no fear for his life? What are you talking about? And do you know the amazing thing? The the, the meeting did not come on. They look for another place to go and have it. A man of faith is a man God can trust. Because he knows that that man can change circumstances in his favor. God, can, God does not need to always come and then be in, in your affairs because you are a man, a woman empowered with faith. Full of faith. Full of faith. This message is a, is a full message on its own. But just, just chew on that for now. Be filled with faith. Number four. I'm going to rush the next few points. Be kingdom conscious. Be kingdom conscious and seek for the interest of God's kingdom. I told you that God has his own interest. There are things that God is thinking about. Things that God is interested in. And what God is interested in is his kingdom. Matthew 6.33 Seek first the kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you. In fact, let's read from the verse number 32. The Bible after Jesus had preached and spoken about how people were looking for uh, were looking for clothes to wear food to eat. They were looking for things that will help them be comfortable in life. In the verse number 32 he said after all these things, the gentle seek. For, uh, your heavenly father knows that you also need these things. So the Gentiles are seeking for something. But you shouldn't seek for these same things. What should you be seeking for? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Let your heart can, look, what are your interests? Are your interests aligned with the interests of God? What are your desires? When you wake up in the morning and you are looking at your agenda for the day, agenda for the, tomorrow we are going to start a new month. So we'll be praying into it this, this evening. What is your plan for the month? What are you looking to achieve for the month? Is it just for selfish gain? Or you have the kingdom at heart? Many of us don't wake up at, in a day or in a month and then we are wondering how many souls are we going to win for the kingdom this month? We are looking at, uh, is this the month that I'll meet my miracle wife? Is this a man that will meet my miracle as one? Oh God, pass me no by. Pass me not, my gentle Savior. 
Hear my humble cry. While all others I was, do not pass me by. And the reason why you are singing this song is because you are looking at a certain beloved. But you look at the fact that, Lord, I want you to use me. I want you to use me. I want you to use me. It's not all the time that it has to be about you. It's not all the time that it has to be about you. And with my experience with God, I realize that the less it is about you, the more it is for you. The less it is about you, hear me, the more it is for you. The less it is about you. Sometimes when you are praying, you put your family aside a bit and pray for other people's families. And pray that God will show up in their lives. Put your interest aside and pray for the interest of the kingdom. The less it is about you, the more he is for you. A kingdom. Are you a kingdom personality? Or you are just in your own world? All by yourself. Be anxious to know and to do the will of God. Align your interest with the interest of God. He said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Is it the will of God? Romans chapter 12, the verse number 2. Nowadays, we don't hear many Christians praying this prayer. Lord, not my will, but your will. But that was the prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, but thine be done. He said, I, in my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish it. Mark says 38, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. The will of him that sent me. Acts chapter 9, 9 verse number 5. Paul said, what will you have? Verse number 6. He said, what will you have me do, Lord? How many of us wake up and we ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? It's not what I want to do. What do you want me to do? Pray for me, please. What do you want me to do? We don't have those Christian prayers anymore. Those days, those were the prayers we prayed the most. We prayed those prayers more than any other thing. Now we are binding and firing. What will you have me do? What, what do you, Lord, show me your way. That's why we got some of those songs. Show me your way, Lord. You see, we got those songs from there. Now we are in the days of way maker, miracle worker. Promise keeper. They are all in the Bible, but I'm telling you something. Are you understanding me? You see, our focus seems to be turning away from the desire for His will to be done. Now, oh, in marriage, oh, I think I like her. She's my taste. What will you have me do? In a work, I think this one, this job, this job pays more than this one. Mm, the calculation is no longer is this where God wants me to work? Is this where God wants me to work or not? Some will even give up ministry to go and get a high paying job. What will you have me do, Lord? What will you have me do, Lord? We need to get back to that place. We need to get back to that place where it is just about the will of God. It's just about the will of God. I don't know, I feel led to end it. There's a lot more to share. I feel led to stop over here.
But think about what I'm just sharing with you. How much is your life aligned to the interests of God? Is it about your interests or is it about the interests of God? Think about it. You know, let, let, let's sometimes take time. Because the Lord spoke this message to me that I should come and share it with us. Share it, not you, with us. He wants us to become relevant before Him. But there are things that we need to begin to realign. Let's get back to the place of the Word. Let the Word of God become important to you. The Bible is not just another history book or a religious book. It's God's Word to you. God wants to speak to you every day. Get filled with His Spirit. Get full of faith. And begin to align your interests with the interests of God. And Lord, I don't want to live for myself. I want to live for you. 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 That the life that I live, the songwriter said, this life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you. I give myself away. Oh, Lord. Lift up your hands. I give I give myself away, I give myself away.